You're listening to the American Soccer Analysis Show. Dude, you're, you're the Tommy McNamara of podcasting. It's great. Thank you. Wait, what? With your hosts, Ian Lamberson. If you say one more bad thing about my growler, I'm going to cut you. And Harrison Crow. Patrick Mullins is what happens when you least expect it. Hello, everybody, and yes, welcome to the American Soccer Analysis Show. I'm your host, Ian. With me, as always, the man who knows literally every single thing about Major League Soccer, it's Harrison Crow. Say hey to everybody, Harrison. I missed your radio voice, dude. Like, you have one of the best radio voices in the soccer podcast. I don't use the intro, podcast. though. Like, I, never, I, I lose it about halfway through the episode every time. <laughs> but, but when I get that intro, I just got that real practice, that nice soothing tones. Oh, the ability to consistently keep it, though, is challenging, I would imagine. It is. is. That's what separates the amateur podcaster from the professional radio personalities. That and personality. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Uh, Okay, so elephant in the room. We were gone again because we were. No need to get into it. We just were. Uh, But we're back. We're going to try to do it again this season. Um, Are you excited about this Major League Soccer season, Harrison? All right, if you asked me two weeks ago, no. Uh, I probably I probably would have said no and struggled to get any type of uh, real uh, consistency and, and just energy mm-hmm. towards it. Um, doing the doing the previews that we've done, uh, I, I wrote two of them. Uh, doing starting up nerdly, getting involved and in doing research for that. It, it has kind of it's kind of psyched me up slowly. And this week specifically, I feel. Well, last week, starting to watch the champion Champions League games, mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of that kind of sparked a little bit more. It, it was less drudgery going through. So, and, and I hate to say that, uh, but sometimes writing previews is drudgery because yeah, it's the, always right. Dude, <laughs> it, it, it is always that. It's saying things. It's coming up with the most um, intelligent way to say I, I don't actually know what's going to happen. Well, because and, and when people hit you up online on Twitter and be like, well, this is wrong. And you're like, yeah, I know that's wrong. I know that's probably wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, we do our best and, and we do so much research. And by the time these hit Drew, Drew's doing about 20 different previews uh, with the help of uh, somebody else that will try to hit the other ones that he doesn't see, yeah. and, which in the past has been you. You weren't able to do it this year. No, uh, I but, did it. I, oh, I, did I, edited, you I, I edited both years. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm. I should apologize then to you yeah. instead of Drew. Uh, yeah. I owe you money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we were good though. We were good. But yeah, no, it is. It's a. It's a funny exercise in like saying. I feel like everything I've ever written about MLS like ends with the sentiment, but it's MLS, so who knows? <laughs> well, like, it, yeah. And so I'm always like, so what were the the three thousand words you wrote before that about them? Sometimes I feel like a fraud. Uh, all the time. All, all the, the time. time. Uh, and that's going to be our theme for this week's episode of the American Soccer Analysis Show. Well, uh, yeah. I you mean, want to explain it, Harrison? We've been talking about this a lot this week let, in preparation. Let, let like, ju- we just don't know anything about what's going to happen. Well, I think the, both of us kind of got off to this. Well, why the hell is this person saying this? And why, why, why do they think they're going to say that? And it kind of got to the point of, we don't know anything that's happening. And the idea of trying to like postulate some sort of idea uh, of who is good and who is not at this stage seems kind of weird. It seems very inaccurate. Yeah. I, I feel like in years past, I've had more of like a, um, I've had my finger closer to the pulse of this. Um, but as we kind of talked about the last time we recorded, uh, it was just a weird year to follow Major League Soccer last year, you know, in the abridged season, the weird tournament. And then, um, you know, it was over. It seemed like it was over just as soon as it got started. And then offseason changes are being made. And uh, I feel like a lot of teams are really shaking things up. And I don't know enough about these European guys coming in or, or any of these new signings or new coaches to like really uh, have like a solid confident guess and things. So like, and I'm not going to sit here and, and this is year I'm not going to pretend like I do. I'm just going to be flat out very honest and be like, uh, Atlanta United, are they going to be good? I don't know. Maybe, maybe are the new players good? I guess we'll find out. Um, 
they they haven't been in the past. You know, they've had they've had some bad off seasons in the past. So we'll see. Was it really the coach? We don't know. We don't know these things. Um, but we're going to talk about it because people, I think, like to listen to people talk about Major League Soccer, even if they're not um, always 100% correct. Um, and I never am. So, Well, I don't think anything that we've ever done with ASA has ever been with this is absolutely correct. I think actually yeah. we I think our whole our, our whole ethos has been kind of been uh what is what is exposing uh of the falsehood in this in this uh statement. How can yeah. we prove this wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> what's narrative and what's reality has been my like uh my overarching mission, uh my mission statement for for MLS coverage. So anyway, that's where we're at. So if if that sounds boring to you just hearing some people just kind of go wonder some things about major league soccer for the next, you know, half hour or so, you don't have to listen to this, <laughs> but if that does, if you, if you miss just hearing our, our beautiful voices, uh, uh, we're glad to have you back and, and thank you for, for coming back and, and downloading and tuning in again. So, um, we're going to do things in the most power ranking way possible, Harrison, the most, uh, efficient way to power rank teams in preseason. And that is alphabetical order. So that we make Atlanta first. Yes. Um, so I have written down. I have some questions. I'm just going to give you some rapid fire questions here, Harrison, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in if I have any additional thoughts. Does that sound good to you? Do it. All right, Atlanta. We kind of handed this already. Are, are they fixed? Are they back? Is Atlanta back? Who knows? Um, the, here's the question, right? Uh, yeah. Is Joseph Martinez going to get service? Can he handle uh, the? Can he handle the attack and revive the attack? And does an attack itself provide enough? Um, does it actually provide enough pressure off the back line that the back line can be good again? Right? Because the back line was just terrible at, at parts for the last, yeah, uh, and what, last season. And like, what does Joseph Martinez's like return on ramp look like? Like, it's hard to come back in after being out that long and just hit the ground running at one hundred percent immediately. Like, if anybody can do it, it's going to be him, I guess. But it, it's it would be not unreasonable to think maybe like that's going to take a little while for him to get kind of going. So, um, and they made <clears> a <throat> smart move bringing in uh, Lopez and stuff. Uh, he yeah, they've he, got some cover. I mean, anything better than Torres or Adam John? Like they they definitely needed to to do better with those with with that kind of backup plan. Um, they really like I, I that was one of the most unfortunate thing I think for them last year was that it really laid bare that like there was no backup plan to Joseph Martinez, um, just scoring a ton of goals and uh, so <clears throat> they look like they've addressed some of that somewhat this year. Well, and, and I think they got a little bit of depth with the with the center backs and everything. I think that that, yeah, that should yeah. be a little bit of a better uh, situation than what it was. Bello has another year to kind of be healthy, hopefully uh, starting the season. And then on top of that, uh, be just a, a, another year more mature, right? A little bit more, another year to kind of grow around the professionals that he's been around. He's still really young. So, I mean, hopefully that's, think- that's a plus for them. Do you think that there was – were you surprised at all to see Atlanta go back to the foreign pool for coaching, given that – I mean, they kind of hit it out of the park with Tata. Uh, like, that went about as well as it could possibly have gone. It kind of went about as bad as it possibly could have gone with DeBoer, um, which not really. I mean, I, they weren't that bad under him. It, I don't weren't. think he was the main problem. But, like, it didn't it, – obviously, it wasn't working for whatever reason, locker room reasons that I can't even begin to, you know, theorize on or – Pine on, you know, they made the change. I'm sure they felt they had to. Um, and we've seen like a lot of foreign coaches kind of come to MLS, and uh, you know, it hasn't generally gone super well. So, uh, were you at all surprised to see them not like try to go poach Fanny to like but actually just go back and you know, get this, get another, get another foreign manager? Well, so you threw Vanny out there, but let me ask you the question I'll turn around to you who mm-hmm. domestically could they have gone and hired? Well, I think Vanny would have been the best choice if they could have. I think Vanny probably is the only choice, and I don't think that they had any shot realistically uh, with him. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know what he. I mean, LA definitely is a is is a, is a nice siren call. I'm sure they're paying him. Well, it's not even it's money. it's not even about money. I mean, I, definitely part about money, right? <laughs> yeah. it, it's definitely money has uh, is part of the equation. But I mean, he's from South California. He has ties to the team. Like that's 
that's I definitely think, part of him, right? Like, I, the, I would think the pull for Atlanta. You could draw. You could drag out a lot of MLS coaches from their current job. Um, you might just not want to pay for it. I imagine no. those teams would probably. Ask I, for I, it, I but. you know, with Tata, <laughs> if Tata was leaving and he left behind Miguel Almiron, yeah, I could totally see that that's being true. the case. But uh, you, you and I have discussed. This is not that team. No, it's really not. I think more so than. DeBoer, uh, you know, whatever problems there were there. Uh, I think the biggest problems for Atlanta is just that that team that was so good, like those players don't play for Atlanta anymore. Uh, and like that's, they weren't replaced very well. And uh, so that's I don't want to say, I, I, I think that, that that's not necessarily fair. I think they went about the same way that they found those players. The problem is, is that as we said, when, we said this back in 2018. You and I said this. They won't be consistently grabbing these types of... They won't continue to get this lucky. Right? Yeah, like, that is something like that, that we said. Know, yeah. It's, and here we are. Yeah, recruitment is such a... Especially when pulling from foreign leagues, it's it's, it's not an exact science yet. and um, Nor yeah, will it ever be. Probably not, no. And especially when it comes to defense and stuff of that nature. And yeah, I think it's fair to say that they've generally pretty much whiffed uh on most post Almeron and martinez signings uh and again they let a lot of their best players go to other teams and uh, you know i'm sure in each individual isolated incident they had good justification and reason for it but when you look at it all together i just kind of go like huh this is not the this is not the atlanta united that everyone like got excited about and everyone was losing their mind and thought they were going to change like the whole landscape of american soccer like that, that's not what this team is anymore um, they need to get back to being just a good team again, and uh, maybe that's this year. We shall see. I think I think it can be. I, yeah. I think I think the expectation that it is, and I think that that's probably a fair expectation. Yeah, I don't that's think... always going to be there for them too. Like when you ascend that rapidly uh, and do that well, like people are going to at the beginning, people are going to be very um, loath to accept mediocrity. <laughs> Well, rightfully so to yeah. to a certain degree, but at the same time, they've they've got some talent on this team. It's there. It's whether it's how they put the pieces out. I don't think they'll they'll be as dominant anywhere close to what they've ever been. Uh, but I do think they'll be a better team. I don't think a four or five seed is out of reach for them. Uh, but right. I don't think a top end. I, I don't think this is a team that's going that makes a run at uh, the top of the Eastern Conference either. All right. Well, moving next into alphabetical order, we've got the Chicago Fire. Uh, do you have any thoughts about the Chicago Fire? So before we get there, oh, you're doing East and West. Okay. All right. I, you, you threw me, I, it, yeah, threw me I off there for a second. East real quick. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. Uh, Chicago Fire, uh, friend uh, Kevin Mikas now works there. So biggest like, acquisition. Yeah, this is the, it's the biggest one of the offseason. season. Uh, sure might be their only one this last season. I don't remember. Um, yeah, look, this is a team that on paper has done really well over the last couple years, but for whatever reason, it just hasn't manifested itself. Uh, Robert Barrich, really good attacker, and for some reason has just kind of floated underneath the, the MLS PR machine. I think he's probably one of the better pure nines in this league. And uh, look, I think that they can probably do a lot of damage on the attack. The question is whether or not they can really defend at this point in time. And uh, I think that's a really, uh, a really scary deep rooted thing at this point in time uh, with this team is whether or not they can defend. You know who I like on the Chicago fire. Who do you, who do you like? I like Fabian Herbers. For real, dude, man, that guy is killing it in G plus. I think, um, I didn't even know that. That that makes sense. Uh, he's a guy I really liked at Philly when he when I saw him. Um, so uh, yeah, that's my only thought on Chicago Fire. I'm gonna be keeping an eye on Fabian Herbers this year. That's totally fair. Do it. Um, did you right. get him in Nerd League? No, I think you did. No, I didn't. I I, I nominated him because I thought I'd get him underneath the radar, and his bidding went straight up. Yeah, no, I it's... can't get. It's probably Mike. Sorry. Yeah. These, All right, Cincinnati. People. Does the disaster continue? Uh, so I keep talking about defense, and I'll continue, right? Like, yeah. so number one, they have to actually score goals. I don't know if this team is actually um, 
going to be that good uh, on paper for the attack. But this has been the worst defense in the league two years running. And they really didn't do anything to help improve it. Uh, So, I mean, I guess they went and got uh, Ronald uh, Matarita from NYC. So that's, that's, that's a really good pickup. Uh, But I mean, they're still in the same situation with their center backs, Nick Hagland, uh, who, you know, they paid a bunch of TAM for really hasn't worked out, which is unfortunate. Um, You know, I I still don't. Tom Pedersen, who has a lot of letters in his name, a lot of double letters, double T, double S. <laughs> I, I suppose he's going to be the starter. Uh, Joe Zhao, uh, the former uh, guy of, was he at uh, Bayern Munich? Is that where yeah. he was at? Or not Bayern Munich? He was at. Uh, you know the yellow wall. He Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund. All right, yeah. So. I mean, for like a spell. I don't even know how long he was there for, but I remember people being very excited for him. He's a right back now for them. It looks like he'll start. Um, but that's kind of scary. Like, that's that's a really weak back line. And um, in this league, I think a lot of teams are going to be able to score goals. I think that the good teams are going to be able to play defense. And that'll be they, Yeah, and they, they did. They look like they really kind of, again, sort of um... – went out and, and prioritized spending on attack again. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, it's, it's more fun. Uh, certainly. I think uh, it, it's the kind of, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not seeing a lot from them that makes me think this is going to, this is all going to be improved. Uh, I think I agree with you on this one. So we'll see. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll figure it out. I do know that uh, when you have the like worst defense in the league, uh, having a lackluster offense is a very bad thing to have in combination with that. So they're going to have to definitely do more. Uh, all right. Next in our alphabetical order is the Columbus crew. Is this the best team in major league soccer, Harrison? Like, I don't want to flame them because it sounds, it, it'll just sound like a bitter sound, Sounders fan. Um, they were remarkable in MLS cup. And for most of the playoffs, they were a really good team. Uh, maybe not a great team, uh, but they were really good. And it's really sad that they did not have a full-strength team to go against the Sounders. But it didn't even matter because they gave the, it, them the worst beating down of any MLS club uh, in history. So on, like from the narrative side, yes, of course, everybody's going to say this is the best team in MLS right now. Realistically, they're super deep. However, from an underlying numbers perspective, eh, they were remarkably inconsistent. And, uh, you know, getting Vormgor back, like, that's exciting. He seemed to be a very good uh, center back. I know they they went and got uh, BWP. They got Kevin Molino. Um, their, their wing play has been kind of average. Uh, even sub-average at times. I know people yeah, love Pedro, but... pa- people love Pedro Santos, but the guy has moments more than he has games. Uh, but if your wing play is average and you dress that like I'm not getting Kevin Molino, I think you're you're doing a pretty big step. I, I agreed, 100. percent I love Kevin Molino. I've we we've been Kevin Molino fans before Kevin Molino was Kevin Molino, right? Like yeah, it's true, it's true. And back when he his initial year with uh, with uh, Orlando. Um, like people did not appreciate Kevin Molino enough. Well, he was always hurt was the problem that he had then. So he had a really good first year. It was yeah. the second year he was hurt. And then he got hurt. Yeah. And then the fourth good. year he got hurt. Yeah. So is Columbus really good? Yes. Are they the best team in MLS? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if that consistency can, can be there. All the pieces are there for them to compete for uh supporter shield. All the pieces are there for them to win the Eastern conference. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll they're definitely, s- we'll yeah, see I, if they, they, they take that step forward. I don't, I don't think that anyone can definitively like point at a team right now and go like, this is the best team in MLS. There's not like an LAFC again this year. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't think there's no, going to be but, anyone that blows the rest of the league out of the water like they did that one time. But I think that they're in that conversation. I'd say I, there's like five or six teams that you could reasonably make. Uh, well, maybe not reasonably. I, I, there's probably about three or four teams you could reasonably make an argument 
uh, preseason wise, just based on uh, previous form and, and good hunches. But uh, yeah, they're up there. I, th- I think I think they're pretty good. Yeah, uh, definitely in the t- in in the top uh, towards the top tier. And however, you do your tiers, they're they're yeah. towards that top. S tier, S tier, baby. S tier. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the District of Columbia United. Um, have you seen a lot for anything from this team? That, that, like uh, they've done a little front office shuffle. Which listen, that was something they really needed to do. That front office was another one that was really just not clicking. Um, so Dave Casper has moved to a different role. They've brought in Lucy Rushton as their um, general manager, which is a really exciting move. And um, yeah, I, I, other than that, I, I, I don't know if it was in time to do much for this first part of this season. Uh, but it, it does hint at uh, some good things for these United fans. Can, can I pass? Yeah, you can pass. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 so I've thought a lot about Lucy Russian being hired, which is awesome. Uh, I am super, super psyched uh, for her and for the analytics community, for uh, the fact that, they hired somebody. Um, they didn't go to the same pool of individuals. Yeah. They stepped outside and they hired somebody that was I- intelligent, that's really competent, that's really uh, well suited for the role. Okay. I'm just so I'm so terrified of this not working out for so many different reasons, and because people well, are stupid, to... because people are stupid, Ian, and yeah, they'll they'll throw labels. Be, you have to be. This is the hardest part about this from, I think, the general manager's perspective is the fans don't actually always have the best idea of like what gets said and who makes the final call and who decides not to listen. You know, if we go back and read like any story about sports analytics that's been written, you know, they, the biggest thing they talk about is that like, yeah, we got the brain power, we got the brain trust, we have the data. The hardest part's getting it to show up on the field because there are so many people between them and the field that don't want that to be the case. And I don't know if that's what's happening at DC United. I'm just hoping, all I'm saying is that I hope that that she gets the chance to actually put her stamp on this team and that Dave Casper is truly out of that loop <laughs> and not part of that anymore. That That's my hope for DC United fans. Yeah, and, and agreed. I, I really do hope that she gets her opportunity. And I, I, I want to believe that she will, and I want to believe that she will succeed. But even if things don't work out the way that we hope for her. I I don't want them to come back and be like, well, this was a stupid hire for X reasons and Y reasons because people are dumb and people don't have the insight for a lot of things. I think that including uh, us. So, well, including us, but (laughs) so we say stuff like that about Dave Casper, but I think we have a better insight to that because of who we are. uh, Also because of there's there's a larger data set. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, for him, there's a there's a there's there's a lot of stuff about Dave Casper. So, all right, we'll just leave that one there. Let's go to Inter Miami. Uh, what is what is this team? What is the, what is this team, Harris? <laughs> uh, old European players are us. They seem to be Who, like John McCarthy. Uh, they kind of look like to me. They're starting to become this like. Uh, like a, I don't even know what it's like. A, do you know about testimonials? Yes, I'm aware of testimonials. I do appreciate. You know, you know I appreciate that? that you asked about that before you went on this. You made sure that you. I, dude, you. I have so much respect for you. Thank you. So, I feel like this is a testimonial team, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't think that that's necessarily going to fail i don't think they're going to be a top team but i think they could be a playoff team and they have some interesting guys that aren't of that ilk like like the lewis morgan i like him and pizarro was one of our g plus darlings last year um i never got all the hate the pizarro pizarro seemed to get some weird uh dislike if you don't like if you're not just almiron then like you're not good (laughs) <laughs> like that's just kind of like a lot of people are expecting him to be like that sort of a player. And I don't think that's really who he is. And I think he was kind of being used in an interesting role too. Um, but, but yeah, you got, you got just some weird players. And then um, they also picked up uh, one of my favorite MLS players of the last few years, uh, 
LGP uh, uh, from Atlanta. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who is um, a defender that gets a lot of um, disrespect for not being Miles Robinson, uh, but who, for my money, was one of Better. the biggest factors uh, on that Atlanta team success and one of the best defenders MLS has had uh, as a complete player, including what is very much a part of being a defender uh, in this day and age. And that's his, his ability to, to move the ball forward, ability to carry the ball forward. Um, so that's a great signing and one that I'm, I'm going to be looking at. So I, I would, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not high on inter, inter Miami, but I'm not low on them either. And, you know, testimonials are fun to watch sometimes. So, so we'll see if this one is. They have a lot of really interesting young players too. Yeah. 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 I, I want to see more of Robbie Robinson. Um, I was a little, <clears throat> I think that, um, DK is kind of stolen the show from that draft class. Um, and I'm still not sure how he wasn't drafted first. It's one of the things I'll never understand. But um, for whatever reason, they liked Robbie Robinson. And uh, I, I want to see more of him. I want to see what it was that they that, that, that they saw in him. And I, I want to, I'd love to see guys like that get a chance, especially on a team like this, where you have a feeling that some of their starting players are kind of on the wrong side of the age where they might be, you know, taking some time off due to injuries and stuff. So he well, might get a chance. Well, you have you have him, uh, uh, Carranza, Chapman, Jay Chapman, formerly of Toronto FC. You, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you have uh, uh, is it Figal? Yep, yep, yep. Figal. Uh, so uh, at at the center back position, there's a lot of uh, Patrick Segrist over at left back, who's probably like a third deep left back. Kind of, I kind of like some of his underlying numbers. These are guys that. John McCarthy, I'm actually really stupidly excited that he actually has a starting job right now. Uh, it probably won't last, but he had some really fun moments for Philadelphia. I'm super excited to see him starting. I yeah. think this is a really interesting team uh, in a positive way. I keep being told it, when I say the words interesting, it makes people nervous. So let me just say, I think this could be oh. a, a fun, exciting team. I almost forgot. They signed Gregor. I love this guy um i think this guy this is one of the things i'm gonna say i think this guy is going to um i think he's gonna be a great uh defensive midfielder in major league soccer how do you feel about uh the fact that they have you know seattle b uh the seattle b team down there or really (laughs) really the the remains of seattle's a team They got well. They got. I mean, well, you, you bring in Chris Henderson, which was a great move. That guy is an incredibly competent front office guy. Yes. Um, you know, I, 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 he scouted Gregor, which is why I know him. As I was doing some some stuff for Center at Heart last year, looking at, at the possibility of Gregor, and I uh, looked at him thoroughly and was just blown away by what a good player he was. Um, so, and then you know, they also got Jobin Jones from Seattle, and they got Kelvin Leardam. Um, yeah, I, it, sure. I mean, with Gregor, <laughs> LGP, Jones, and Leardam, that's a really fight, frightening back five. Yeah, and then you've got Mata Edi, who's, you know, maybe towards the end of his rope, but he's no slouch when he's when he's feeling it. you got Pizarro in front of him, Morgan. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I, don't, I don't think this team is going to be as bad as... Well, I mean, it depends a lot on what Phil Neville does. I don't think we know a lot about Phil Neville, unfortunately. Um, but if Phil Neville just comes in and Bruce Arenas this, yeah, like he just throws, just throws out talent and doesn't tell them what to do, doesn't boss them around, doesn't try to <laughs> Phil Neville this, just get everybody in the right position more or less, and and, and blow the whistle. Uh, it seems like a good group of guys for that. Yeah, agreed. All right, uh, let's talk about uh, the newly rebranded Montreal. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really have any thoughts on Montreal. <laughs> Like I just was like, I think earlier today I was like, wait, I think Henri just doesn't work there anymore. And I guess he doesn't. They had a new guy. (laughs) Henri didn't want to work there anymore. (laughs) He might not have. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't really have a lot of thoughts about Montreal. Like I think they've, um, I do like the guy they signed, uh, Bjorn Johnson. Uh, I, I like his archetype of striker. A lot. I think that could be good. I think they got like Mihailovic, right? Was that the other thing they did? Mm-hmm. That could be good. They got Struna as well. I think that's that's not a good player. I don't know why they did that. Kiki. Um, 
yeah, I he's he's terrible. I don't know why they did that, but uh, they gave up a Rudy for that too. That was a weird trade. Houston and Montreal have some weird trade relationship going on. Well, Matt Jordan used to work for Montreal. Ah, uh, there it is, mystery solved. So yeah. I don't know. Do you have, do you have anything to add about Montreal? I, I know I just said some players' names, but <laughs> well, I mean, so they got some interesting attackers, like you know. Kyoto and then Mason Toy. Um, Kyoto really took, seemed to do really well under uh, under Henri. So let's, I, I hope it hey, continues for him. We predicted last year. We got one right. But hey, yeah. Um, well, I said it could go either way. <laughs> could be an, uh, a fun disaster. But uh, Lewis B- uh, Binks seems to be a pretty competent uh, defender. Um, yeah, yeah. I know that he's still pretty young. They're hoping that he kind of, blossoms a little bit but yeah this is this team overall just so what if i told you they made the playoffs last year would you believe me damn it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> they did most teams made the most teams made the playoffs though last that year. is true that is true however they were in front of uh chicago atlanta dc and miami um, yeah. All right. I mean, well. look, yeah, they play. They only they they only played twenty three games, and you know they didn't have a great season, but somehow things just kind of worked out for them. Like they, they just, just worked out. They just weren't terrible, and I think in this league, ultimately, you just have to have a string of games where you're not terrible, and you could probably make the playoffs. That's true. Um, all right, let's move on to Nashville second season. Uh, pretty successful first year for them. I think they they have to be happy with how things went. Um, made the playoffs. Uh, I think they, they won a playoff game or two as well, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's definitely some belief going on there. There was some belief. Uh, if nothing else, this is proof of my uh, proof of concept of my overarching MLS theory that Dax McCarty is incredible. And uh, he should be valued and loved more than he is. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, they brought in that guy, Cadiz, uh, last year, John DeCotis, yeah. uh who, who looks good. And uh, yeah, this team looks a lot like it did last year. And I mean, I think that's probably fine because they did all right. Everybody seemed to really like Gary Smith because he got caught on, you know, saying stuff on the playoff, you know, he's pumping his team up and stuff. People loved his his feedback, but I I feel like this is a team of narratives. I really do. I, I agree with you. Dax McCarty's really good, uh, but he's also kind of getting a little bit up the, up there in age, and you have to he's wonder ageless. how much. No, he's, he's ageless. The fountain I, of youth is called the fountain of Dax. If you look it up, that's true. I'll, I'll I'll trust I'll, I'll trust you. How's that? Um, yeah. I don't think this te- I don't think this is a team that's necessarily destined to be a playoff team again. I think some things are going to have to go right for them again. I, yeah, I think uh, Hani uh, Mukhtar was really exciting when he was healthy. Uh, yeah, I thought he had true. he showed some promise. Uh, I I I don't know what's going on with their wing situation. To be perfectly frank, it yeah, seems like they bought they they bought a whole bunch of uh, very interesting, exciting young players and then threw them up against the wall and are basically seeing what sticks, you know? And so far, it's not been anything, so. No, I mean, from Lille to Buana, uh, Mule, Dinlati, uh, you have Dominic Baji still there. You have uh, Sapong. Baji's still there? He's yeah. still there, isn't he? Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, they've signed Sapong this offseason. Uh, oh, they it, did sense upon. Yeah, he's a good little NMLS journeyman. I, I really liked Andres Reyes, uh, who was mm-hmm. really good in the playoffs. Uh, had some really good underlying numbers during the season. We'll see if they give him more minutes this season. But it's already, like I said, there's so many different players that they feel. I feel like they're trying to give time to to see what sticks, to see who is actually above average or who can fill that role consistently on an MLS level. That it. It, he might miss out on some time because of that. He would be an interesting one to go and grab uh, from Nashville. They had a, if mm-hmm. some team needed needed to fill in a spot, fill in some some back of the back of the rotation minutes uh, up there at the at the nine position. He'd be somebody I'd definitely target. So um, let's let's talk about the New England Revolution. Is this the best team in Major League Soccer, Harrison? 
I, I want to say no, but also I only want to say no because I don't want to say yes. <laughs> yeah. This is a really fun team. And to be perfectly honest, if I like Gustavo Bo more, I'd probably say yes. That's true. You can read Harrison's thoughts on Gustavo Bo uh, on americansoccernalysis.com forward slash team previews forward slash New England Revolution. That's probably not right. Don't just actually just go to the website and look <laughs> for it. I don't know the, the actual URL, but it's something like that. Uh, yeah, I think I, they're good. They got I Matt mean, Turner, so I love them, you know? I was going to say, with Matt Turner, with Carl's Hill, uh, Buxa turned out to be pretty good. Teal Bunbury, speaking of ageless, that yeah, dude is just... Is the guy. Yeah, you you waxed quite lyrically about him in your uh, season preview, which you can find on www.americansocceranalysis.com. Um, Value coming out of his ears. Matt Polster. Right. Henry Kessler. I like, I like, I like these Kessler. guys. I love this Kessler fellow. Um, yeah. They're going to be fun to watch. It's weird that they describe New England as a fun team, but that's that's what they are. Well, here, here's the thing that makes them fun. Uh, Bruce Arena doesn't coach them. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of <laughs> – yeah, I know what you mean. I know some people are probably going to be disagreeable about that, but I, I do know what you well, mean. Well, look, it, he doesn't have to impart – himself on this team he doesn't have to change them he's identified talent he's found talent that fits together and then he just allows it to work together that's part that's part of a good coach right uh you can just pack and play (laughs) well you can see that around the league with different teams right they don't have to be overly coached brian schmetzer is known for doing this with with some of his teams over the last few years right to a degree he hasn't had to be super specific with tactics he they have open done specific things to open up uh different opportunities but overall uh i think yeah greg vanny's the same way um, he hasn't had to overly coach a lot of his rosters in the past. It's not to say that they don't have tactical approaches, but I don't think they're overly coached either. Maybe, it, maybe yeah, that's me talking about like, but, but I think I think we they probably do more than we think and less than people hope. I, uh, I, I do I, I do agree with that. Um, I, I I don't want to say that they don't do anything. I do think that there is a lot that goes into planning that but it's more about coaching the individual rather than trying to set to set up this huge chessboard of interlocking moves that makes sense to me all right new york city football club i've written down when is this team going to be as good as they're supposed to be i think this year yeah you think so yeah you keep asking who you keep asking me who i think is the best team uh i I think that they potentially are probably better than New England. I think they'll be less entertaining, but I think they'll be better. Okay. Now, Harrison. What, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, look. I see, I, see, I see an aging Maxi Morales. Sure. I see a Castellanos. I see an injured Haber. Uh, I see, Haber comes uh, back this at the mid part of this year, and he's going to destroy this league again. Like, right. write that down. Yeah. Put it where you need to. Do you whatever. You said no bold predictions, but there's a bold prediction. Look, uh, I, come on, dude. You you bought this. You not only bought stock, you kept stock after he got injured. I know you. We've had these conversations. Yeah, no, I, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of his. And then um, on top of that, you still have Castellanos. You still have Morales. And you can tell me that he's aging. But, you know, this is a guy that has shown more productivity than Dax McCarty, which is saying something. Dax McCarty's brilliant and fun. But like, Maxi Morales, d- Ma- well, exactly. It is a different role. And he doesn't get, like, the only type. He's not there to be a physical defensive force. He's mm-hmm. there to, to weave in and out of positions. And it took Orlando just absolutely knocking him down uh, every five minutes for them to pull something out of their butt against them. And to be perfectly honest, I don't see any MLS team that's able to do that consistently in the Eastern Conference against this team. So we look maybe, at this maybe a few that can do it here at, periodically. Yeah, we look at this back line. We see one of both of our favorite defenders in this league, uh, Xander Collins. Yes. Uh, we've got Maxime Cheneau, who I think is Kyans is yeah. probably is Kyans the most underrated center back in this league. 
Uh, I don't, I don't like that term. Okay, but, all right. Is he? Yeah. He just, he just feels very underappreciated. Yeah, probably so. I mean, I, or he's up there. I think that he he could be more celebrated than he is, but I, I think I think he's well regarded by people that know who he is. Sure. Maybe more people need to know who he is, though. Okay. You got Anton Tinnerholm, who's the best defender in Major League Soccer last year. Sorry, Agreed. Walker Zimmerman. Um, you know, maybe not just because of his defense, but because of his value uh, on the field from a defensive position. Um, you've got an Icelandic guy, an Icelandic fella who 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 does albums. Well, they all, how do they all do that? Like, how is like, it's really weird that like all these Icelandic soccer players are also recording artists. I guess like they just are. They're just super talented. multi-talented. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, James Sands, exciting youngster. Justin Hawk, exciting youngster. Some good things on this team. I think this team will be very, Keaton very good. Parks. Yeah. Keaton Parks. Yeah. We're going to talk about Keaton Parks. So, uh, you know, the thing up in the air is just kind of, I think they had a really excellent coach in Torrent. Um, I think they had a really incredible coach in, in Vieira, and I'm I'm not sold on um, Ronnie Delia just yet. But you know, their their last ten games, their underlying stats were the best in MLS. There you go. All right, let's move across the uh, state line, as it were, to New Jersey and talk about these Red Bulls. Um, is this a rebuilding year again? Is is it always a rebuilding year if you're a Red Bull? Or it kind is, of feels like it, right? Yeah. Or is this or is this is this a team that can get up and go? I I have no I don't know what to expect from. Them. I have no I like I barely know what's happening to this team. Uh, I know that they traded Tim Parker, Aaron Long. Mm-hmm. Is he alive? Does does he actually like? Does he actually exist? I think he does. Yeah. You sure? Like, are you are you willing to put money down on that? Yeah. Like outside of U.S. men's national team games, I don't know if I've seen him play in MLS in, a, in the last year, um, and that's not fair. But I mean, it's just it's yeah, more it's speaking to like. how I feel. I really like Kyle Duncan as a as a right back. Yep. yep Florian yep. Velo is back supposedly. From I love that guy. Like his... I just hope he stays healthy. Yeah, I think Caseras Jr. is a very good young player. Agreed. Um, Sean, da- Sean Davis. We, we, Sean we got, Davis. I mean, we got a smartest, smartest player in Major League Soccer. I'll stand by that. Um, very, very good guy. Uh, very great leader. Perfect captain for them. Uh, yeah, I think they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Gonna be... I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the. I, I just, I, I don't know where they exist on the barometer. It's hard to say to look yeah. this team on the face and just say. And, and part of that's also, you know, their head coach coaching his first game ever with them and their first playoff in their one playoff game against Columbus. Right. Uh, like yeah. that's, that's true. It is true. It, it's just so hard to know what, what is in store for this team, what it looks like, how they're going to go about it. I think they'll get back to their fundamentals and their roots in terms of, you know, a high press type, high energy, uh, high octane type uh, team. And, yeah. but what that all looks like and how well executed it is, it's so, so difficult to see. Uh, they traded for Frankie and Maya what, this week, last week. Yeah. Is that guy through officially now? Uh, I think so. Okay, cool. So that'll yeah, be interesting. That's another, another player that somebody, somebody saw something in. Um, I don't blame him for wanting to leave Cincinnati. That that's seems like the smartest thing I've seen a player do in a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about let's talk about Orlando. Last year, finally, a little bit of success. Was that a blip, or is this a team that's now a a, a, a are, are these are these gamers now, man? Are they are they here to play? They they got a hell of a coach, right? Like Oscar Pereja is just super duper, right? Uh, yeah, he he just brings teams and makes them so much better. He gives them a better a well a well laid out game plan, and he brings. Uh, a level of coaching to each individual player that I think that uh, they were lacking. So they got rid of Dwyer, who I don't think anybody's picked up yet, right? No. That's interesting to me, but I get it. Um, <laughs> but their their forward line, I think, is what Akandele and Pato, right? And Pato is not a reliable healthy player like that's just unfortunately he's a very talented player it was back in his day but you cannot suggest that that's not a concern they have maybe the best number nine in the league but he is in england right now i don't know killing it maybe he'll come back and be great again we don't know we don't know what's gonna happen with him i'd probably sell him right i would 
I, 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 you know, it was it was said in Slack the other day. I, the question was ten million on the table. Do you take or leave it? And I know that there's a lot of kickbacks right now on whether. This or not. is one of the few guys I would go. No, nah, come back to the table with a little more on that one. There's like no other player in MLS I wouldn't laugh and take the ten million for if I were an MLS team. He I just think doesn't have very much. Uh, and, and here's the thing, and this is what makes me hesitant. I I, I see what? I see everything that everybody else sees. I I see it. He's immensely talented, an immense athlete. Definitely has drive. Really intelligent from all the all the you know reports. Great soccer brain. There's not a lot of data on it. He just doesn't have a lot of professional minutes, and that's hard to spend millions of dollars on an individual that you can't look at and say, no, this makes sense. But this is what teams spend millions of dollars on. They spend because they, they like to buy what they imagine the player is going to become, right? Like the most overpriced thing. If that's if that's how you're selling, if that's potential. how you're selling, if that's how you're spending your money, that's how you go and run Arsenal. Yeah, that's that's kind of the team we're talking about buying them. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm just. I think they. Can I mean, I made a Premier League joke, and you need to laugh at it. Okay. I did. I, I, you know, I just. You're right, but I'm. This is something I'm very passionate about: is criticizing Arsenal. Okay, and you're right. No, I, he's. This is the kind of guy that you do go. I think, and, and I think you can get because again, potential is the most over valued thing absolutely i totally in agree with any you. sports market and any sport around the world any league people overpay so much for potential well um, and, and i and agree this guy just you. looks like he has loads of it because he's just started he just came out of college he's tearing it up in england he started tearing it up towards the end of last year for orlando he's got athleticism for days uh how long did it take you watching videos of, of dk um before you knew he was the best player in that draft like three minutes how did he get drafted fifth sixth mind's blown yeah well uh, I, I, here's the pro here's the problem with that right part of yeah. that though is everyone i think from what i've heard expected him to go first and how when he doesn't go first you don't immediately change your plans i don't know but people already had a game plan for what they're doing and just didn't deviate. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, I, I don't know why that is. I don't, I don't understand. I, I think that you have to have you, you and I talk about this. You, when you make decisions, you make it in probabilities, right? And yeah. I think you have to have the idea that we're making this decision with the understanding that this player is unavailable. However, if we get this, then we go in that direction. If we get this, we go in that direction, right? Like if you're the yeah. third or fourth team back, like, think about this. FC Cincinnati traded their pick to Miami, who passed on him. FC Cincinnati could have had him. What is FC Cincinnati doing? Ugh. All right, Orlando. Not, I think they're not paying be... data analysts, that's, that's for sure. Anyways. Uh, that's true. So, Orlando, let's get back to Orlando, though, because I don't even know that DK is going to be an Orlando player again. Um, if he's not there, and I think it's probably reasonable to assume that somebody's going to pay an awful lot of money for him, so maybe not. Um, where do you see? Where where do you rate this team otherwise? I mean, you I have a hard, Mueller, I have a hard, Nani, hard time. Have, yeah, I have a hard time placing this team because yeah. on paper, I look at it. I like Mule, uh, Mueller. I like uh, uh, Pereira. Um, I don't like Nanny at this point in his career. Tesho Akindeli is not great. Benji uh, Michelle is kind of fun, but I, I still don't see a lot of production. Uh, Peto, as you said, is a walking glass case that could do some fun things, but probably not. So it, it's really hard to look at this team as a whole. There's a lot of really good pieces. The underlying numbers are there, um, but on paper, it's a little underwhelming. So I, I, I have a hard time. I think it's a playoff team for sure. Um, but where exactly they lie, it's a little bit hard for me to quite figure out, put my finger on. All right, let's move on. We're about to finish up our Eastern Conference here to the Philadelphia Union. Harrison, is this the best team in Major League Soccer? They should be considered it. I mean, at bare minimum, right? They won the Supporters Shield last year. 
Yeah, but it was like... Don't give me that. Don't give me that crap. Don't give me... You are the king of narratives. Right. But I mean, like, the Supporter Shield last year was, like, not even... Even in the best year, Supporter Shield is a very tenuous, like, competitive legitimacy. What? Uh, well, because the teams don't play each other the same amount of times, right? Like, how are you going to make it... Gonna so, so, you, so you go with MLS Cup? No, I don't go with MLS Cup. I think Supporter Shield is a I'm better... I'm just being a jerk. Yeah. I think it's a better barometer, but I don't think it's a perfect one. Oh, I think last perfect. year it was even worse because they mainly just played teams. You're just bitter just about sporting around. Kansas City. We'll get there. Settle down. Look, Sergio Santos. <laughs> what is anybody talking about? <laughs> All right. But yeah, yeah. No, they're a great team. I, I do like Philadelphia. I don't want to act like I don't like Philadelphia. I, I just want to point out that I'm not. You know, I don't accept that supporter shield as the same as other supporter shields, but I congratulate them. I think they're a great team. And I think they could have won it in a normal year. I do, but I just don't think we know. Andre Blake Andre Blake wasn't terrible. I think that had that's a true. huge, huge thing to do. I, I feel know, like that's huge for them. You know what a big Jack Elliott guy I am? Yes, and rightfully so. Jack Elliott's very good. Uh uh, we got we got Fontana. We're finally get to see him. He seems to. I'm really excited about him. I the, really like him a lot. The Aronson role, uh, but Doya was awesome uh, last year for them. Jose Martinez. Jose Martinez. Yeah, boy, this is a really good team. That uh, midfield, especially, which is the engine room, that is what drives this team. That is really where they're going a, to. That's a good midfield. You're yeah. right. And then you have up top. You got Santos and and. Uh, uh, Shabilko, yeah, boy, I was waving at that one. Missed it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know. This is a really good team from top to bottom. I mean, it, yeah, really, it really is. is. They could be the best team in Major League Soccer. I think they're one of those teams I put up there in that upper S tier as well. Maybe we should have just done tiers. That would have been a lot faster and easier. Mm. All right, let's talk about Toronto Football Club. Um, so good, Pozuelo. Still have Pozuelo. Bad. Still up with Zayla. Kind of everything else. <laughs> uh, this is an aging team. Uh, this is a team without Greg Vanny. So they they got leadership change. Uh, there's a lot of responsibility still being put on Michael Bradley. There's a lot of responsibility still being put on Altador. Uh, I think Akinola is... Is he hurt? Something happened to him. I don't, I don't think he's ready to go. So I think they are going to be relying on Altador, uh, which is... A dangerous thing to rely upon um not because he's not good but because of just his health has always been um you know difficult uh is this toronto has been i think unquestionably like a top three team in major league soccer for the last half decade um do, do you still see them in that kind of that that kind of company potentially but i mean it's so hard with I, you talk about Josie Altador. Um, I'm not too worried about Josie Altador uh, because if he's there uh, and when he's there, he's going to produce. You get him for, let's say, 10 games a year, he's going to be immaculate. In the, he's, I shouldn't say immaculate. That's a, that's a really heavy word. He's going to be very good in those 10 games that he's healthy. Um, yeah. If you can get Aknola or Patrick Mullins, I think they'll. I think that that's going to be a solid team, especially with Paz playing right behind them and generally playing up top. Um, I don't think Pozuelo fits in this team. I really don't, and I'm a well, little bit confused as to where they're going to go. You're talking about the most valuable player, dude. You, I, 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 I love that he's in this league. I adore the fact that he's in this league, and I think that he might be one of. He might be the best player in this league, just single-handedly talented um, with a soccer ball at his feet. I, I just, I stand in awe of what he just manages to pull off um, game after game, not fitting tactically into anything Toronto's done. Um, I Astounding, astounding player. Michael, no but Michael Bradley, I mean, Michael Bradley is the bigger issue. It, it's not Josie Altador that's the issue. It's Michael Bradley. Liam Fraser probably already should have that spot, but it, if not paying Michael Bradley four million dollars, I mean, it's it, that's. I what, really thought we'd see Michael Bradley move at this point, so I'm surprised. I'm surprised that he hasn't done the team uh, a solid and just like resigned under a TAM deal or something. Done kind of the uh, the captain's duty, 
Uh, he seems like that type of guy, right? The Tom Brady that's going to restructure his co- his contract to get in one more DP so I can get a championship. Because yeah, he is the Tom Brady in this league, isn't he? Dude, right? Am I wrong? Well, not like not from like a success, but like just from like a um, just uh, vibe. Yeah, <laughs> I can say vibe. No, I can say vibe on the American Soccer Analysis show. I'm going to say it there. Yeah, he has a very Tom Brady vibe about him, doesn't he? Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, um, so, uh, yeah, so, so I, this back line concerns me. Um, I think Mavinga is good. Uh, I think Omar Gonzalez is not. Um, but I think Mavinga, you know, isn't going to be getting better. Uh, they've got a great player in, uh, Laria. Um, and then Oro and, and Mora, which I didn't realize that's a nice little rhyming set there. They can kind of handle whichever is on the other side. Uh, Mora is a great player, but he's also, you know, he's getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's that, I don't think that's controversial. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. Um, I feel like Osorio um, is a good player that I like, but I don't see I don't like him as much on the wing as much as I did in the middle. And I just don't think he has a spot in the middle right now. Obviously, um, so I'm glad they're still using him. And uh, Deleon does not like vaccines. And that's all I know about him. So uh, there we go. That's your that's your Toronto FC breakdown. Do you have anything to add about Toronto? FC? I have zero. I have zero to add to that. All right. Sorry, brother. So here's what we're gonna do. We're going to uh, we're gonna hit pause on this episode of the uh, American Soccer Analysis uh, Show because we have just completed the Eastern Conference, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna start a second episode that's gonna be the Western Conference uh, because this one went a little bit longer than I think we thought it would. Uh, so you're gonna get two episodes this week for the price of one. And since we owe you about 52, we'll just say it's partway or paying off that debt. So uh, we'll be back in just a, a or, well, whenever you start the next, next whenever, whenever you start the next episode is when we'll be back. Uh, just click on that. Uh, uh, you know, uh, so uh, if you don't listen to that episode, uh, I am Ian. You can find me on Twitter at a handle for Ian Harrison can be found on Twitter at Harrison underscore crow. Uh, please follow at analysis evolved on Twitter for uh, news from American soccer analysis. Uh, and go to the website. We've got previews up, and they have a lot more detail and thought put into it than we are doing it here, so they are worth reading. That's AmericanSoccerAnalysis.com. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, We'll catch you on the West Side uh, preview. Otherwise, uh, enjoy the first week of Major League Soccer. Upon this third stone from the sun The only home I know Where love abounds in skies and sounds And takes too sweet to tell The night skies got me wondering Of worlds I cannot see Elsewhere is calling me. I hear in a song, love once gone long. Once I hope I see again someday.
the only 